This is Realty Talk with Ellie and Galen. Welcome to episode 53 of Realty Talk, and it is just me today. Uh, Ellie is in Hawaii. Um, we will ask all about that when she returns, so I will spare you those details. I'm sure she'll love to talk about it. Um, so basically, uh, kind of a solo uh, Realty Talk right now. So basically, at this point in time, we are hitting about midway through the first quarter of the year. Um kind of giving a recap so far on the local market. Um, I don't think it's really slowing down at all. I find that the buyers and are still looking. Um, I've had a ton of buyer or showing requests since the beginning of the year. Um, I've had actually met with a lot of sellers that are prepping to put their home on, so which is natural. We're going to see a lot of those uh, listings coming on, um, you know, probably in the next couple months, uh, which would be good because we obviously want to have options for people and, and things that they can purchase. Um, so, Right now, it's really trying to be creative in the sense of trying to get listings and then trying to also, you know, strategically help buyers and sellers um, navigate the, you know, basically what is a seller's market, meaning that our inventory is low, um, lowest. And I, I did the numbers last year, lowest numbers we've had in a while and amount, the amount of sales have gone up. So obviously that just, uh, what's it called, uh, depletes the rest of the listings that we have out there. So we're pretty much in a spot where listings are still things that we're looking for. New construction, development, these are all other aspects and things that we're hopefully going to see over the next few years uh, become more popular and more um, you know, regularly or regular occurrences in our area considering that the amount of people moving out of the area and listing their home is not where it should be which is a good thing. I hope these, those people do stay in the area, but we're also getting a lot of people moving to the area um, and a lot of people that have very strong buying power because, um, you know, just saving. And again, from 10 years ago when we had the housing collapse, we've talked about that people weren't able to get loans back then, um, you know, just because the way the lending was done back then was not done correctly. Um, and, you know, if you want to read up on that, you can. Uh, Big Short, that was a great movie a few years back um, that goes basically over that whole debacle that happened but now that we're into a position where buyers uh, this is all they've ever known a lot of the first time buyers again over the last 10 years are now late 20s early 30s or even 40 and it didn't really affect them much back then because they weren't in a position to buy and now are well now they can buy so it's a good thing but again we're not seeing listings come on as much and again our new construction is pretty much at yeah I mean, we have some we have some but compared to a lot of places we, we are almost zero um so hopefully that becomes more prevalent uh my topic today um is i want to talk about rejection um it's kind of a topic that i think some people um want to shy away from and i think it's if you're in the real estate business rejection is part of our lives um i think over 10 years, I've become very, I've, I got a lot of thick skin. Um, it takes a lot to offend me. It takes a lot to um, make me think negatively, makes me think or, or dwell or feel bad. Um, beginning of my career, I took it more personally. Um, as I've gotten older, it's just part of the business. I, I realized that not everybody's going to want to use you. And if they don't want to use you, it doesn't mean they don't like you as a person. It just means for whatever reason, you and them either aren't on the same page or just personality-wise don't mix or whatever. Um, I've had a couple of those recently, and I, I get them a lot less frequently than I used to, but to be honest, it, it's stuff that happens every year. And I, I, again, I'm human. It bothers me 
it, I mean, I, I would be lying if it says it doesn't bother me, but I don't dwell on it for a long time. And when I say that, I mean, I dwell on it for probably a minute. And, and I'll, I'll be very honest on that. It doesn't, I'm, I'm kind of to the point now where if somebody doesn't want to, you know, deal with me or use me, there's a lot of people that do. Um, so, and then I shift my focus to the people that want to use me. Um, and really when I get rejections now, it, it makes me, I don't want to, it makes me question the person a little bit and not because I, I, I respect what they want to do. Um, I just have a lot of confidence in myself, which, you know, I think you also need in this business, which gets you over these hurdles is that I really think that I'm really good at what I do and not from a cocky standpoint or anything like that. But I think I've had 10 years where I've again, kind of earned the right to have that confidence. I've seen a lot. I've done a lot. I've grown a lot. I've put a lot of time and effort and energy into this business. So when somebody doesn't want to use me, I look at that as like almost disappointed for them because I know I can help them out. And I very, I look at a lot of situations that I, I just believe I have what it takes. I have the knowledge. I I have a very good, um, thought process. And I I think I analyze things, um, the way they should. And I think I take things seriously. And I think I really look at the end result for that buyer or seller. Um, so that's kind of the, the position I come from, which allows me to get over rejection very easily because I look at a situation like that and say, well, they're, they're letting themselves down and it could be true. It could not be true, but that's the way I think. So I don't get down on myself. I don't look at myself as any lesser than I was before. I don't, I don't decide I want to quit the business. I don't, um, you know, look at myself as a failure. I, yeah, well, I look at myself and say, is there something I could have changed a hundred percent? I like to learn from every situation. So I'm always trying to kind of gain insight. If somebody doesn't want to use me, well, why not? Okay. And then kind of see, is there anything I can do? Or is there any reason why I should fix it? Sometimes I can't, sometimes it's just, Hey, personalities don't mesh and it is what it is. I'm not going to fake my personality to try to, you know, appeal to people. I'm going to act my way, act myself. And um, knowing that the people that want to work with me will be people I will want to work with because we're going to vibe very well and have a lot of the same personalities and um, you know thought process and stuff like that. So I always look at rejection as something that you can learn from, but also something that I, I push aside very quickly, knowing that I'm going to use my my knowledge, my skill set to help somebody else. Um, and you know, somebody that wants to be helped, those are the people that I want to turn my attention to. Um, so for and again, that didn't happen from day one. Um, if you're a new agent and you're getting into the business, it's going to happen. Um, we have a lot of new agents in our office and you know, a lot of it is I'm just waiting for that, you know, time where each of them experience that first rejection. And that could just be a quick no on the phone. That could be a client you show homes to. And all of a sudden buy a house for another agent. And you're like, wait, what, what the heck? I've been showing them homes for months. And all of a sudden they wrote up an offer with a different agent or, Hey, you see a listing come through, um, the MLS and, you know, it's somebody that you know, and they listed with a different agent and things like that. Yes. Do they make you upset or, you know, this can make you angry a hundred percent. But at the end of the day, you have to realize that nobody owes you anything in real estate. If you do something and you expect somebody to owe you anything, you are in the wrong line of business. So I, that's another thing. I don't really have an expectation of anybody. Um, yes, I want to list everybody's home. I want to help everybody. I want all my friends and family to use me, but Nobody owes me anything. They don't owe me their house to list. They don't owe me having to be their agent to help find a home. So I think if you do, you kind of think of it that way too, where nobody owes you anything, there's a, a lot more calm, meaning I, I don't I don't get upset. So when something like that happens, it's kind of like, ah, it's disappointing, but hey, just keep working. You know, and at the end of the day, if you're putting in the, you know, the time and the hours and, and you're doing the right things and you have the right intent, I think it goes a long ways. And 
to kind of piggyback off that, there's been plenty of times I might have known somebody and they used a different agent and whatever the case may be. And you know what? Like, you know, that sucks, but hey, it is what it is. They don't owe me anything. Well, what happens? Maybe the house doesn't sell or they don't find a home or that agent isn't as good as they thought. And then guess what? You can get them again on, you know, the second round. Um, and a lot of times I give the people benefit of the doubt. Maybe something happened that you're, you're expecting something that, or you're assuming something happened, but it wasn't even close to that. Um, I had one recently met with a client. They said, Hey, listen, I checked in on them. They're like, Hey, we're going to go a different route. Use a different agent. Okay. And then I asked him, I said, okay, that's totally fine. I respect it. But you know, what, what's your reasoning? I just, you know, for me, I want to, again, learn from the situation. If there's something that I didn't catch, I want to obviously try to fix that if I could for future situations. And they flat out just said, hey, listen, it's it's a family in the state. And one of the family members had a good relationship with another agent up here and felt more comfortable using them. And at the end of the day, that's fine. I mean, they had the relationship. I'm not going to go in and try to persuade them to use me. I, I respect that. If they have somebody they want to use, I totally respect someone doing that. It's a small area. Everybody here knows multiple agents. Um, so I think... Again, having that understanding that it's not personal, that again, nothing's personal in business. I don't think that anybody's, um, you know, it doesn't make make you less of a person if they don't want to use you. And if anything, use it as a learning experience. And I think people too much take things personally in business. They don't want to talk to the person anymore or see the person. And at the end of the day, it's like, hey, it is what it is. We're still friends. You know, I'm not going to lose a friendship over, you know, a small transaction that's going to end up taking up three months to maybe a year tops of your life. So I always look at that. I mean, I've had family members use other agents. I've had ex-classmates use other agents. I've had people, ex-clients, clients that I used and went back and used a different agent the second time around. I've even had current clients that all of a sudden I, you, you don't hear from them and you find out that they bought a home through another agent. That happens every year to me. And I look at it and you know, I'll st- if I see those people on the, on the streets or at a store or in a restaurant, I will still say hi. You know I mean? It doesn't make me think any less of the person. Um, I would have liked the courtesy call to say, hey, we're going another route because it would save me a lot of the follow-up time that I did. But um, at the end of the day, again, nobody owes me anything. So I take that rejection as, again, like I said before, I can go on and I can help somebody different. So if you're new in real estate, realize that you will be rejected multiple times in your life. You will be rejected in year one, year 10, 20, 30, 40. Don't take it personally. Um, learn from it, grow from it, move on, help other people or people that want to work with you. Um, I think if you have to try to persuade someone to work with you, you're not really going off, you're not starting off on the right foot. You want to work with people that want to work with you. It makes the relationship way better, more fun. Uh, you do a better job. You're happier. You want to help the people. So focus on the people that want to use you. Um, and then when you have those people, put everything you can into those people um, and give you know give your best to them. Um, and I think that's it. So Rejection is the topic. Um, next week, I think. I think next week Ellie will be back. If she's not, you guys are stuck with me for another week. Um, office quote of the day. I'm gonna totally butcher this. Um, Jordan's in in house, so she can she can call me out on it. I guess. Um, let me see. I'm actually gonna go super sappy one because we just finished the series of The Office, so the final season. Um, which if anybody's a true office fan, you almost never want to watch the final season. It's kind of like Michael's final episode. Those are probably, am I right, Jordy? Probably the two episodes that you always want to skip. Maybe Scott's Tots because that's very cringy. But I would say that when Mike Michael leaves that final episode, 
That's actually almost worse to me than the final episode, to be honest. But that one and then the final episode are both very, uh, they're tough to get through for a true Office fan. They're very emotional. So um, the quote I want to use, um, I'll tr- <laughs> Actually, no, I'm going to I'm gonna go with the one I had in my mind. It's when uh, Andy Bernard, a.k.a. Nardog, gets up and he starts talking about his new career and stuff. And then, he, again, this is a sappy one, but he, he gets up and says, I wish um, we, I kn- wish I knew I was in the good old days when I was in the good old days, which I think is just a classic, um, you know, don't take it, don't, don't, um, you know, don't, don't wish days away or hope, you know, hope for the future. We all have plans and stuff for the future, but live in the moment. Um, realize that the people that are around you, are going to be there, um, whether they're there all the way through your life or not, there's still a portion of your life. So enjoy the moments with them and know that, um, every day is a good old day. Right, Jordy? Mm-hmm. Got very deep there. That's the, only, that's the only reason I, cause I remember that one, but it's always one that kind of hits home. There's some other ones. There's some funny ones in that, that episode too, cause it's a good episode. Um, and it's Dwight's wedding. So obviously, Oh, and when, when Michael comes, actually funny one. So when they go through, sorry, we're re- revamping back when we go, when we go back, and Jim tells Dwight that he can't be his bestest Schmidt or whatever. And because he's not old enough or he's got to be, the guy's got to be older. And all of a sudden he turns and Michael Scott's standing there and he looks at him. He goes, Michael, he goes, you came. And then he goes, that's what she said. So that's it. Um, that's it. We're out. Episode 53. See y'all next week.